All right. Well, uh, I guess I should have maybe forewarned some people that we were going to be live tonight, but um, surprise, we're live. We're back. We're back. That's right. After a much needed vacation. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> a much needed vacation. Whoa. I just did something to my screen. I don't know what I just did. Okay, there we go. So yeah, um, we're we're back and we're live, and uh, we will be joined by the third bro here, uh, Brosif, uh, as ASAP. He has got uh, some things to take care of, but he has given his word he will be on. If not, the show will go on as usual because uh, you know it's been a little bit. We we took a week off, and uh, we were going to do one live from the beach, and it just didn't quite work out. We were all kind of um, drunk. Yeah, that was that was the word I was looking for. I was going to try to like you know maybe inebriated zhuzh it up a little but you know <laughs> we were drunk man we're, trying to go bougie. we're not bougie okay <laughs> uh but yeah but definitely much needed we had a good time and um you know i kind of i miss i miss uh being able to just wake up and see you know an ocean of water now you just gotta fill up your bathtub and pretend yeah it's weird um Especially, Especially since I have a, in it. and I have a stand-up shower, so you know, <laughs> it does not work out well. But uh, you know, we'll f I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, we were trying to think of something to talk about, and this is something that's been on my mind for a while. And I, you know, I, oddly enough, um, I got into a conversation with Bromwin about it on, on my drive home. So. Uh, we all took separate vehicles and, uh, you know, I, I dropped off one of our friends and, you know, it's about a eight hour drive. So we have plenty of topics to talk about as we were driving. And this was kind of something that came up. Um, so there's going to be different pieces to this puzzle. So what we're going to talk about tonight is equality. And there are so many different avenues to kind of go down when we talk about equality, um, you know, whether it be for women's rights or uh, Black Lives Matter or you know, anything, really any minorities, um, just in general disabilities. There's so many different pieces to the, the equality puzzle um, that I think that we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about. And I'm, I'm it's going to, there's going to be a point where we talk the, <laughs> how businesses kind of hand, handle equality and diversity and things like that. And I think that you know, for myself, I know we talked, Brahma and I, um, in in depth about this, and I hopefully I can word it as well as I did the, the last time. So it'll be, it should be a good one, should be an interesting one. So uh, hopefully we have a, a good crowd. And if not, if you're watching this later, that's fine too, because um, I think we're going to, I think this will be a good one. Yeah. I, I just hope that, you know, when people watch this or, or the people that are watching it right now, they don't look at it and go, oh, great. It's, you know, two guys, three guys talking about equality and, you know, <laughs> they don't understand or, you know, it's three, three old white guys or, you know, <laughs> it's a lot more than just that. Like right. it, it encompasses, you know, sexuality, uh, ethnicity. It, it, it covers a broad, broad scope of, of, you know, people. Um, you know, a lot of people think about it. Sorry, I'm just sharing this out to a bunch of different places. Yeah. Um, 
I think a lot of people, whenever they think equality, they think men versus women mm-hmm. or black versus white. Yeah. And it's a lot more than that. Like, you know, we, we want people to come in with an open mind and just kind of expand, expand on that. You know, it, it's more than what you think. Um, so hopefully people see this and, you know, people will, will have a little bit more insight on it than, you know, just the men, women, black, white type thing. Uh, right. I think we'll touch on a couple of different places. So yeah, it'll be good. I think I agree. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. I think my thing is, is that I, I just want to make sure that, you know, and I think we'll repeat this as we go through. Um, we're trying, this isn't just a let's pick it apart kind of thing. It's also how can we advocate and things like that. And I think that's what I'm hoping that we can get across is that, you know, we're, we're, we're just as much as we are questioning some things and, and, and talking about things is that we are advocates of people who want to have equal rights. I think that's, that's the big one. And, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I think the thing is too, is, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at it as there are going to be, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this and people might get a little, you know, little mad about this not everything's equal and it doesn't in some circumstances it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. if that makes sense um you know somebody somebody's going to be better than you at something somebody's going to be worse than you at something at the end of the day it doesn't it that's okay like that's a good thing we shouldn't be all the same we should all have our traits that, you know, hey, I might be good at something that you're not. Uh, and I'm sure there's people out there that are better at something than I am. And that's okay, you know. I think one of the biggest things for equality that you need to talk about, um, one of the things is jealousy. Don't confuse jealousy to equality. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like... I know for a fact I can't have a baby. You women, you, you know, <laughs> I know that's a bad, you know, bad analogy or anything like that, but you know, I, I can't dunk a basketball anymore. I used to, whenever I was younger, can't do it anymore. All you people out there that can dunk a basketball, you go, you know, my knees just can't, you talk to me when you're 45 and, and, and we'll go from there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. If I tried to dunk a ball in the I'm pretty sure my knees would buckle. <laughs> Yeah, my wife would be the only one with a new (laughs) team. Right. (laughs) I'd have two. (laughs) She would be the only one. Jude would be laid up here with a fake knee, maybe fake ankle, you know. (laughs) So I think, you know, we've probably got to maybe break this down into pieces. So I think we should start with, um, you know, the, the, kind of outlier factors of it and then maybe how how it affects the workplace today and other things it doesn't have to be just the workplace other things in general um but i i think that's kind of where i want to go with it what, what are your thoughts jude yeah i think i think we could start there um i think there's a lot more areas and a lot more places where we can hit on mm-hmm. but i mean workplace you know, there's, there's different jobs that are, you know, strongly held onto by men and 
I can't think of a lot of jobs that are strongly held onto by women. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can. I, I really can't. You know, that, I would that, say there's nurses. A, there's a majority of, of women nurses out there. You know what, though, man? I know a lot of male nurses, though, now, too. I mean, I know? do know them, but I would say um, that there's more women nurses than there are male. I was just at uh, Med Express the other day for a, um, a drug test for my new job. Yeah, I got one finally. Yay. Uh, <laughs> and yay. it was all women in there. And, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't care, but just saying, like, if we're picking something like that, I feel like that's probably one of the fields that, that carries more female. You know, I, I, and when I worked for, when I was a store manager for Renna Center, um, when I had the store in Huntington, Pennsylvania, um, fun fact, my entire staff, except for me at one point in time was all women. Mm-hmm. It's all women. Yeah. I was the only man there. You know, my girls would deliver everything and they were fine doing it. Um, they ran the store, they, they did everything. And you know what? My, my district manager one time, I, I hired another girl. And as I was hiring her, he said, you know, your entire team is women. And I literally looked at him and went, and I'm getting the job done. I was one, I was one of the, you know, leaders in the district in, in a lot of different metrics. And I had a team of girls and yeah. that didn't mean shit, you know, Hey, there's brosifs coming on. Um, but yeah, like my entire, my entire team in that store was all women yeah so you know it, it was it was cool brosif what's up Joe? Speaking guess. of women yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny fucker, aren't start you? already buddy <laughs> uh joe just to kind of catch you up you know the the topic equality we're just kind of kicking off i think with the different um uh versions per se, i guess is the best way to say it that, and that's the only one word that came to my mind um and, and jude kind of started with uh what, what seems to be i think we'll just kind of kick into the women's equality part of it and you know maybe how women are you know kind of working their way into the workplaces and and things like that and it, it sounds weird to say it that way because in my experience um you know i've i have worked side by side with women in, in multiple jobs. Uh, I can only think of one where I didn't really, I can't remember having any. And that was when I worked with uh, a beverage company and I did merchandising and sales for them as well, account management. And I don't recall any women that were merchandisers at the time or sales reps uh, at the time, but uh, they were in the offices, but not out on the road. Um, But other than that, I mean, like my last job, you know, my, my director was a woman there was a woman, who, two women who were in the manager's positions, another senior manager that was there. And we were consistently one of the top centers. So sometimes there's a, a, a negative undertone that goes with, you know, with women, unfortunately, for some reason, like they're too emotional about things or, or whatever. I feel like now things have definitely changed in that sense, except for some of the things that are out there in the world um, that we'll, we'll probably talk about, but Joe, since you're just kind of joining in, what are, what are your thoughts? Anything that kind of kicks off right away? Um, geez, you know, I wish I had that meme that I just saw the other day. Cause we had talked about doing this before and I wanted to talk 
well, we talked about equality versus equity and, you know, before, and I wanted to talk specifically a little bit about that. And I saw a meme the other day that kind of jogged my memory on what it was I wanted to talk about. And I was looking for it today for the life of me, I can't find it. But at some point in the episode, I don't, I don't know exactly what I want to say. I have kind of a general idea, but I wanted to touch on, you know, everyone bitching about equality so damn always, and maybe not even really understand, you know, maybe they're not really equality quote is maybe not really what they're going for. Hey, you keep on using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. You know, <laughs> kind of, kind of that. That's really, you know, one thing that I really wanted to talk about. Um, now, were we going towards like gender equality specifically? I, I'm honestly, I feel like we can probably tackle a good bit of everything as much as we can get in. Um, yeah, we we said before before you jumped on. You know, it's not. You know, a lot of people are going to th think of whenever they say equality it's either men and women or black and white right and, and that's not it like it, it's not that at all there's, there's a so broad yeah oh my god yeah yeah there's there's a lot more layers to this onion so you know men and women black and whites just one you know or two for those playing at home i know somebody would be yeah. like that's two things anyway um but yeah yeah i think i think that you know the majority of it that we will probably talk about it's going to be men versus women or men, not men versus women, men or women. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think, I think whenever people think equality, that's the first thing they think of is, is men and women. Yeah. So, so let, let, let me ask you guys this question. Let, let's, let's start from the beginning here. When we're kids, do you feel like equality comes into play? And when we're Depends kids, on what, how you look at it, well, it's what I'm saying. It, it's defined differently, I think, when we're kids. That's the problem. Well, or I think that's the thing the is, is you've got to look at it. Is it, are we talking how the kids feel? Or are we talking about how we're, you know, perceived? I, I honestly, I feel like if you're, if you're, if you're looking at somebody and you don't feel that they are equal with you because of your perception, that's an equality issue, right? So, so for instance, you know, when I was younger, um, you know, there, I had plenty of things. Don't get me wrong. My mom, you know, got me pretty much whatever I wanted as far as toys and stuff went. But I didn't always have like the the higher quality clothing, especially as a younger kid, because, you know, kids go through stuff. Why is she going to go out and buy me? You know, at that time, Nike wasn't like a big brand name for T-shirts because they were just start kind of kicked off in the 80s. But you know, as I got older, yes, I ended up having things, but I can remember like there was a pair of pants when I was a kid, they were called Z Cavarici. Jude, you probably remember them. Yep. Um, and they were super expensive, you know, at that point in time, I think they were around 50, 60 bucks a pair. Yeah. They were like 60, 70, 80 bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was a lot back then. You know? Yeah. Back. Yeah. Back when we, back when we were kids. Right. And because I didn't have them, and because I didn't have some, a lot of the other things that uh, some of the other more well-off kids had, you know, you're judged. You aren't seen as an equal because of your appearance as far as clothing or, you know, maybe you, you can't afford to go get a haircut as often as some other kids get them or whatever. And, you know, that to me is that is where it starts. But here's the thing with that, though, is, is when we were kids not a lot of people gave a shit about that though you know if you, if you had the higher end or higher tiered or most expensive shit i okay 
you know, it, it wasn't such a big thing. I, I, mm. I personally don't feel it is where I grew up. Yeah. You know, we I grew up in the Steel City, right. you know, not Pittsburgh. I grew up in Johnstown. Yeah. Um, and, and like we didn't care. Like most of our families all worked in the steel mill. Right. Or you worked for Cooney Brothers. You worked for the coal company, you know, and and it wasn't. I don't think where I grew up, it was that much of a, oh, look what you're wearing type thing. You know, it was mm -hmm. just, oh, yeah, cool. That's cool. That's cool, man. Okay. You know, and, and you moved on about your day. Now you're judged by that stuff. Like if you're not wearing, you know, the latest, greatest, you know, influencers, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, oh, well, you're, you're poor, you're dirt, you're trash, you know, that would, that would, I where I grew up, that was never a thing. You know, you wore what you wore because you wanted to not, you know, anything yeah. other than that. You See, know, we, we, I grew up in Jersey and, and I think that being closer to cities, bigger cities, more population, um, you know, you, you saw a little bit more of that, uh, kind of culture there, I guess, because it wasn't like a, a steel town, you know, everybody had different right. jobs. Yeah. There were factories. Yeah. There was places like that, but there was also, you know, all kinds of other things around us. We were close to Philly, a couple hours, not even an hour and a half from New York, that kind of stuff. So, you know, people could go places, workplaces, get the newest trends, you know, that kind of stuff. So I just got to say really quick that my, my female best friend is watching right now. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. I Hi, Jamie. love you. I got a job. <laughs> Congrats, by the way. Uh, so yep. she's my best friend. Here's a good, like, I didn't even think about this. D uh, Darren kind of mentioned here. It's like, he, he didn't have his first bugle boy clothes until like seventh or eighth grade. So I remember bugle boy. That was a pretty big, pretty big, uh, you know, brand name at that point in time. Well, wigwam. If you remember the wigwam socks, you were, they yeah. were, you know, do you remember, do you remember people that were wearing little African um, oh yeah man. emblems yeah yeah they were everywhere then the mm -hmm. um the poncho hoodies uh-huh that were made out of burlap <laughs> and yeah definitely in high school that kind of stuff was kicking there at that point because i we went to yep. a trip to new york city and it was right it was the year that malcolm x came out with denzel washington and i bought a malcolm x hat and a like a a necklace that was like a mirrored x and people got real mad about it because I was in Bedford. Um, <laughs> why are you wearing that? And I'm, I think I'm like, the kids call those burlap hoodies you guys was referring to drug rugs. Drug rugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. That's what they yeah. call them. Yeah, well, I, you know. Or uh, you had your uh, what was the sports team coats? Oh, Let starter. Me. Starter coats, yeah, yeah. starter coats. I had coats. a Yankee, I had, I had my one. starter coat. Charlotte Hornets one, the yep. peel and yep, I, everybody had that one. I think, <laughs> <laughs> except for me, I didn't have it. Yeah, I had my my Steelers and Yankees like, ones. Yeah, I didn't grow up, you know, in freaking rags, but I didn't have, you know, most of the, the designer shit that the other kids were wearing. And for me, growing up in a railroad town, very very small. Um, it was an issue. Uh, it's in in school, if for nowhere else. You know, it, it you got picked on if your clothes were Walmart brand mm -hmm. or you know, like something other than the highest end, like Ralph Lauren, Calvin Klein, Jinko jeans, like whatever the current trend was. You know, in the '90s, early 2000s, uh, it it was definitely a prominent issue. People got picked on uh, brutally 
brutally, some mer- mercilessly because of the, you know, the brand of clothing. Mm-hmm. That they wore. So and I that's think all- I, that's like why a lot of the private schools, like or schools that they, you know, push the uniforms on. It's so specifically so that kids aren't treated differently because of yeah. the clothes. I mean, we grew up, all three of us really in an age where, you know, we're Nike, Reebok, Adidas. They all started to come out with these crazy shoes. So people were Fila. Yeah, Fila. There was all kinds of stuff out there. And you guys remember Champion was cheap. It was it was junk. <laughs> I mean, I don't I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it, I think once you get into high school, that's when your brand name stuff really starts to kick in and you start even maybe a little bit of middle school, but mostly high school where brand name stuff starts to kick in I'd a say, little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I did tail end of middle school right yeah, before. Darren, um, Darren says Reebok pumps. Reebok, yeah, I had a pair of Reebok pumps. I had a, I had a 180 pumps. Those were the, like, I can remember those were the things that I know they weren't cheap and my mom still found a way to get them for me. But, you know, I, I think, so I, I don't want to get too far because we could talk, you know, nostalgia, maybe that oh, could yeah. be a whole other one at that one. <laughs> um, but I think that to me, it kind of starts there. You, you start, you start then picking apart and kind of putting yourself into different classes, you know, as a, as a human being at that point, like, where do I fit in and how does this work? Yeah. Yeah. It's also just, you know, I think just how the world kind of works, unfortunately, human beings in general, but then you start kind of getting down to the nitty gritty where it's now starting to affect things like, oh, you can't do this because you're a woman, or I don't want you here because you're a black person, or, you know, we're not going to give you this job because you're confined to a wheelchair, you know, that kind of stuff. That's when we start getting into the actual, what we consider now as adults, the equality portion of it. I remember when I was in, oh, it was your seventh or eighth grade, Blockbuster Video was out, man. And um, I rented a PlayStation. My parents were out of town. I think they were camping. Um, And I didn't go because I think I had football. But I rented a PlayStation, got a bunch of, like, ordered pizza, and I had my one really good friend from high school, uh, Darrell King, when he rest in peace, he, he, uh, he passed on. I think I told you guys that story. Um, yeah, man, rest in peace, man. I, that, that's a rough one. I talked to him two days before it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, Darrell, African-American. Um, and I had him stay over my house on the weekend. And like, we played PlayStation eight pizza and just like had a really good time. Just, you know, just, hanging out being friends you know and i can remember someone coming up to me and go aren't you afraid of what people are going to say about well about the rail staying over your house and well he's black and my first first you know response was of eyes no no my first response was no shit he is (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh this whole time holy shit yeah what like people were like are Are you you afraid of what's yeah are you sure hold on no you know (laughs) um but like it that never crossed my mind man like Darrell was Darrell Mm -hmm. you know people in school used to pick on him and you know it was a bunch of bullshit and you know I was always you know, I was Darrell's friend, man. I, I just wished it. And I'm going to, I don't want to do this. Okay. Um, like I feel bad. Um, man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, 
like Darrell was a really good friend of mine, you know, and uh, I miss that guy. Like, mm-hmm. like we, we grew apart after we graduated high school. Uh, I was kind of tried starting to talk to him after that. And then, you know, what happened with Darrell happened. And uh, yeah, he was a really good friend of mine, but I would have never thought anything bad or anything like that whenever he was over to the house and slept over and, you know, people tried making a big deal about it and it wasn't a big deal, but that's that whole equality thing. You know, mm-hmm. I guarantee if I would have had one of my white friends stay over and that, you know, and shit like that, nothing would have ever been said. Yeah. Nothing would have been said. Yeah. You know, so, and, yeah. and, you know, I definitely, we know that equality, it, it, it can be influenced by, you know, especially when we're talking about minority, it, it can be influenced by racism. It, you know, people mm-hmm. that are racist are thinking, well, why would you have so-and-so stay at your home? It's like, cause that's my friend. Why would I not have a friend, man? Like, I didn't you know? see color. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I saw Darrell. I didn't see, I didn't yeah. see African-American Darrell, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, now, and again, this is probably, you know, we can get deep on some of these subjects. You would probably be questioned on how that kind of comes out because you're saying, I don't see color when someone that is African-American wants to be seen as African-American, but also wants to be treated equal. So, you know, and I think that's kind of where the line gets crossed is that, you know, now we, we have these jacked up stereotypes about somebody because of their, their, you know, their gender or their race or whatever. And that feeds into it. It then, then the equality starts to kind of drizzle out a little bit, whether it's not there anymore because you're, you're pushing something on, on someone because of what you've heard or, you know, what you may have seen on TV or heard in a song. And there's so many things influencing that. And I think that's, we run into these problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it blows me away that, you know, it is 2022 and it's only, it's gotten worse, you know, like we, we, we were going, we were going forward and then slammed on the brakes and went rip that shit in reverse. And we started going backwards again. You know, it, it blows me away, man. Like, I, and I know there are people out there will say, well, you, you say you don't see color. I, let me, let me just fix that real quick. I see, I see it doesn't matter to me though. You know, I respect it. I respect, I respect your heritage. I respect who you are as a person. I respect that. When I say that I don't see color, it's not that I don't see you. I see you. I absolutely see you. But your ethnicity, I am not judging you on any of that. You know, that that doesn't mean anything as far as how I'm going to treat you. You know, I treat everybody the same, you know. So let me just, like I said, say that I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. And I, I wasn't trying to call you out in that sense either. Like I knew yeah, right, right. But by there it, would be I, there will be people out there that, you know, right, right, right. oh, he said, you know, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Joe, let me ask you in, in your experience, because you are from a smaller town, um, when it when we talk about the let's just let's just go with the you know equality of a minority. What is what's your experience with that, you know, kind of coming from a smaller town to where you're at now and you're on mute? Thank you. <laughs> uh, appreciate that. We need I to show Joe about- how to use that newfangled technology. <laughs> uh, so 
growing up in the town that I did, let's just be 100% transparent and blunt and honest about it. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody. Uh, I really do. But here it is, man. There wasn't a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. There were not a whole lot of black people in the town that I grew up in. Maybe a handful. And I'm being generous with that. Uh, I think I went maybe went to my entire school career with less than five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel in my school career that I saw any, you know what I mean? That, that I saw anyone treating anybody differently or, or a whole lot of discriminating or, you know, anything like that going on, at least not that I remember. Um, as an adult, I can think of a time when I was in the local bar and uh, sitting there with a friend, you know, having some drinks. And these two college students who happen to be African-American uh, were sitting there at the other end of the bar. And it's a it's a biker bar. It, well, it's, you know, it's a it's got a whole big, huge white supremacist energy about it. Um, it's just that really backwater rednecky confederate flag kind of you know it's not at all why i was there it just happened to be one of the two bars that are in my town <laughs> so you, you kind of you, you knew that going in you know they had a sign on the on the jukebox that said you know absolutely no rap whatsoever okay fine uh but these kids they kinda, uh, they're using the touch tunes i would have gotten so many fights <laughs> and uh they're, they're have a good time like everybody else and they put on some rap and i don't remember who it was at the bar whether it was the bartender or a couple of patrons um they they were livid they flipped out uh humiliated these two poor kids uh called them out immediately on the spot like you know get the f out of here we don't want your kind here uh you know we, you know do you not read the fucking sign on the jukebox you have filthy expletive deleted expletive mm-hmm. deleted deleted it was horrible. It was horrible to watch. And, and uh, I'm how long ago was this? I'm guilty of uh, this was probably 2011. I'm guilty uh, by association of not doing anything. You know, I didn't know what to do. Uh, and I'm being transparent. I'm admitting that. I just felt like I stood up and said, hey, you don't say that guy. You know, you leave them alone. Uh, I did. <laughs> and to everybody else's credit, neither did they. It yeah. doesn't make it. But it was. You know, so I'm not excusing myself from, you know, like I did the right thing because I didn't, you know, yeah, chime yeah, in. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we all I, have opportunities where we could have done something and maybe we didn't, you know. Yeah. Hi, kid. But uh, hey, Addison's on. Hi, Addison. Oh, hi. <laughs> you know, so as an adult, maybe more so than a youth, um, that's just, it's an, an incredibly bright Caucasian town. So, yeah. You know, I think that, you know, so me being from Jersey, I would say that, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, I probably have the most diverse experience in my my younger years than the most of us, than the three of us, I would say. Um, You know, my my neighborhood, I was the the second white kid. My neighbor was Haitian. My other neighbor was Turkish. My other other neighbor was uh, Puerto Rican. There was a Jamaican kid down the street. I mean, it was a 
a plethora of of culture which is the potlucks must have been phenomenal <laughs> if sorry. we had them they would have been sorry. great yes <laughs> if we had them they, yeah, they would have been great um but and you know then you just throw in this this you know everyday average white family but we got along with all our neighbors and you know i never as a kid never thought twice about it because i was out there listening to run dmc with them and beastie boys and everything and it was we were you know playing our boom boxes and you know playing kickball in the alley riding our bikes and what and it never like we it never dawned on me i mean yes i knew they were black or they knew he was puerto rican or i knew he was Tur turkish but I, I didn't care man i used to uh, my my turkish neighbor's name is ibars we used to play gi joe and transformers all day long not even thinking twice about it you know and yeah. it's just like when you're a kid you're so blind to that stuff and then as you grow up these stereotypes start coming in and that's you know i moved to bedford and uh you know i was then um, the majority uh because there was a very little minority in bedford county mm -hmm. um even like moving out to pittsburgh you know i got back into a city but the city is very as much as I love Pittsburgh is very segregated in itself. Now it's better now than it's ever been. Um, but when I first moved there, it was still kind of very segregated with neighborhoods. Um, but it's now, you know, meshing a little better, which is great. Uh, and then I come back to this area and, you know, it's, it's back to that. Yes. We, there are black people. Yes. There are some minority, other minorities, but you know, ma a majority of who live here are white people. But to segregate. Yeah. Isn't that crazy nowadays that there's still that level of segregation in some cases? yeah and I, I don't know like i'm not saying that they were forced to live there i'm just saying that that's kind of where the neighbors neighborhoods were you know what i mean right it even but, broke down to like ethnicity like polish hill and you know uh bloomsburg was like the italian neighborhood and that kind of stuff like it, i don't know. i don't say that yeah <laughs> yeah i can remember when i graduated high school and i went to college um, my girlfriend in college was Indian. Um, her dad was an engineer in Pittsburgh who was from India. Uh, oh. Her mom was a, just a Caucasian woman that had met him here in, in the States. But I can remember just, you know, their family would come over and, you know, their family was mostly Indian and, and it was different, you know, and, and I enjoyed learning that. Mm -hmm. you know learning the heritage that, that she she had and you know i know that there were times when her and i would get looked at you know um and, and i never looked at her any different than you know my girlfriend you know um i've dated african-american as well you know and never once thought anything anything of it mm -hmm. you know it, it, it didn't matter but i know that i got looks stares you know uh for for that as well mm -hmm. you know but um yeah it just it, it blows me away like i said we, we've gone backwards with this stuff man you know i guarantee if a white woman and a african-american man walked down the street in bedford holding hands that would cause some issues mm -hmm. you know um or, or different areas you know around it would it would cause issues and, and it shouldn't you know I, i'm always of the of the mindset of what does it do to you nothing doesn't do anything to you right doesn't do anything to me doesn't do anything to joe tim you know it doesn't do anything to us as long as you're happy and not hurting anybody what's the difference 
There is none. There is none. You happy? Yeah. God bless. Yeah. People need to change the the criticism to curiosity. Because I think if people started asking more questions to someone that I, maybe they didn't what's that, I, Joe? Can I quote you on that? Did you, you sure can? That? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they, we'll, we'll make our t-shirts um I'm curious i dig that it, it's just they people are very critical about um uh, different races um different um genders different in general they're just different they're afraid of it so they're critical of it instead of being curious mm -hmm. like i think i can say this you know with confidence that we are all three of us are very curious individuals. We want to know more about something. So we're not afraid to say, oh, well, you know, well, what do you guys do for Christmas? Or what do you guys do? You even celebrate Christmas? You know, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? And learn more about someone's culture and, and their just their upbringing in general that like, dude, I get, I get in trouble for my curiosity. So, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm a creature of, I want to know. You know, and, and I have questions. I'm not shy to ask questions. I'm not shy at all. So people know that, um, you know, I, I'll ask questions. I want to know, like, tell me more about you. You know, I, I, I like to, like I told you guys before, I people watch. I love the people watch. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just the curiosity part of, part of me. You know, there's a ton of things in my 45 years that I don't know, you know, but I want to, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to know, you know, and it's all part of the more you know, I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to piss somebody off. The more you know, the less ignorant you can be. Yeah. I you mean, know, so ignorance is stupidity, basically. So, I mean, it's right. your lack of knowledge, you know? So. Right. The more you know, the less ignorant you can be. Right. You know, so knowledge, we are, we are continuously learning. There is never going to be a point in your life where you are not learning something i i want to learn everything i can even yeah. if i can't apply it to anything i still want to know yeah you know I, so. my moment gentlemen please i absolutely 1000 percent agree i think you should never ever 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 stop learning you should i don't care if it's a page read something you know read a page of a book every day just read uh, soak mm -hmm. up all the information you can be a sponge Absolutely. But I disagree with the popular notion that knowledge is power. You know, you get all this knowledge, you learn, you learn, you learn. Sometimes you get lost in becoming a professional student. And a lot of the times, a lot of us know what to do, but we do absolutely none of what we know. Because not, uh, all the knowledge in the world is meaningless. It's useless. It's valueless. If you don't do anything with it, it's yeah. action that's power. So I feel like I totally 1000% agree with what you're saying. I just wanted to like add maybe a little perspective twist on it that, you know, you should never stop learning, but for the love of God, get off your ass and do something with the information that you just got. Yeah. Yeah. Madison says, Joe, we got to do something about that hair. <laughs> yeah, dog. Listen, I did purple <laughs> not that long ago. And then I decided to go swimming somewhere. I don't remember where I was some super ridiculously chlorinated thing. And there it be. It's not purple anymore. Um, I'll you, stick with white. Yeah. Salt and pepper. That's what you got to go with. I got uh, purple. You know, Darren and I, we had very similar, you know, kind of like backgrounds. He was in the Navy. So he, you know, he got to experience a, a, a whole lot of different, um, you know, nationalities and things like that. So, 
you know, it, it's just so. Have you guys recently experienced now, not yourself, but have seen or heard of a situation where someone feels they were not maybe overlooked for a job or um, something in, in general that that maybe falls into that equality uh, you know bucket and any anything you can think of off the top of your heads. I thought about this and me personally, mm. I, I don't only because, you know, at this point right now in my life, I, you know, other than a lot of different women <laughs> that kind of, you know, and I don't mean that in like a weird way. I mean, like, you know, just family and friends and things like that. Um, no, he doesn't. Don't let him don't <laughs> there were a lot of Mary's kid, but yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> But like, I, I can't honestly say that right now. I mean, I have friends that are minorities, but I cannot say that I am like super close with them where I'm talking to them on a daily basis at this moment, which is a shame because there's a lot of them out there I'd love to, but um, that I'm not get, I'm not hearing about situations like that. Right. I really can't think of anything, man. Like I, yeah. I'm sitting here racking my brain trying to think about it. And um, personally, no. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, they're, it happens, man. It, 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 it absolutely 1000% happens. You know, I, I've, I've seen it throughout my years of working. Um, I, I've, I've been a victim of it myself with working. Um, and you know, I'm getting, Tim, you could probably relate to this. We're getting to the age where, you know, people don't want to hire the old guy. You know, and it happens. It felt it that way this summer. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely happens because you know, a lot of the a lot of the jobs out there, you know, or a lot of the job market out there, it's a young man's or young person's. Sorry, it's a young person's world. You know, yes. I, I'm the old guy now. Yeah, and they're worried you know, we're not going to connect. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, they they call me grandpa. You mm -hmm. know, I'm I'm the old man. It's the beautiful. And, but, but whenever they have questions about something, right, right. You know, questions about something or, you know, anything like that, I can answer them because I have the experience, you know, but still, you know, I, I've seen women get passed up for promotions for a man. I've seen a man get passed up for promotions for a woman. I've seen a man get hired over a woman simply because he's a man, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's not, it's not fair. Mm -hmm. you know it, it it's not it's not right right um but i think we need to get into that part of it too is it's not always you got passed up because you're a man or you got passed up because you're a woman um there's a lot of instances or few instances i should say not a lot there are some instances where you know you got to look at experience you know i know for myself certain certain positions at, at where i'm working I'm hiring experience. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, if I have a woman that has more experience than a man, I'm going to hire the woman. Mm -hmm. Or if I have a man that has more experience than a woman and qualified better, I'm going to hire the most qualified person. Doesn't matter. Man, woman, black, white, doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people get up in arms over that though. Like if, if four people are going for a job for a heart surgeon and this person here has no experience in heart surgery. 
And then I hire this guy here because he has experience. This person here flips out because, well, they didn't hire me because I'm a man. They didn't hire me because I'm a woman. No, I didn't hire you because you don't know how to surgery do surgery on a heart. Mm. You know? No, I know that's that's a a bigger spectrum thing, but there are other positions that, you know, I'm going to hire experience, you know? And people say, oh, well, you hired that person because he's a man or you hired that person because he's a friend. And I won't personally, personally, I try not to hire friends for any job. You know, I, I did that one time and I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it, it's people get up in arms of where they didn't hire him because it was a woman or she was a woman or didn't hire him because he's a man or they didn't hire her because she's not a real her. She's a man pretending to be a woman. It happens. Yeah, it absolutely happens. Is it right? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, oh, and they, and yeah. they have full opportunity employer bullshit. Um, okay. So it's illegal to tell somebody that you didn't hire them because they were eight months pregnant, but it happens all the time. You passed on a pregnant candidate that was better for the job than the candidate you picked simply because of the fact that they were pregnant. And uh, you can't tell them that. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. But we all know it still happens. That's mm-hmm. the loop. Yeah. That's the on all of it. Yeah, it doesn't do any good. I I would say that my previous employer, uh, we did a pretty good job at bringing people in no matter what. I mean, we had during training, I had a few different girls who were pregnant, um, things like that. I mean, granted, we were taking phone calls, so it wasn't like she had to do heavy lifting or anything. But there's always that thought of like, well, you're going to come in and then a month or two down the road, you're going to have to leave for however many weeks for your, you know, maternity leave. And, you know, that probably runs through a recruiter's mind. I I don't want to speak for a recruiter because I I was never in that spot, but you know, that's probably something they think about, but then you have to realize like, but that doesn't mean somebody doesn't need a job. You know, they probably need a job more now than ever. I'm not saying every company discriminates like that, but uh, uh, certainly it does happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and I think too, there's also the, um, the, the, the men's club that happens as well the old the old boys club the boys um, club yeah I just, the other day that's yeah. not club anymore yeah and I, I can say that i was slightly oblivious to it in a, with an employer once not realizing that it was happening um until it was kind of brought to my attention and i wasn't a part of it at least that i thought i was i i didn't feel i was but um, I didn't realize it was happening. And then what I think happened was, <laughs> you know, a majority of the women that I worked with really started to kind of come into their own a little bit because, you know, they were like, we're going to show you that it doesn't have to be all men. And, and, you know, we were very successful, uh, regardless of the, of the gender of leadership, but a majority of it was women. And I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I get along with, with women very easily. Um, I'm, I try not to be the creepy guy. And and uh, Jamie, maybe you can tell me if I was or weren't. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I throw respect out there and realize that they, most of the time they were doing a better job than I was, if not just the same. You know, we all had our moments where we shined. But you know what I mean? Like, there's no difference because of you know, some matter of fact, I would say that most of the women I worked with were probably more ruthless 
in the the men's area where they would typically stereotypically think men are more ruthless. No, I feel like in that sense that it was the other way around. I was I worked with a lot of guys who were very laid back and, you know, the way that we build our relationships with our, our teams. Um, it was just, um, you know, a little bit different, but uh, not and women. The women that I worked with did a great job building relationships, but they also had knew how to build that fine line of this is also your job. I'm not just your friend, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of jobs out there that, you know, that are like that. I mean, there's a lot of them out there that aren't, mm -hmm. you know, there's just because there's a woman doesn't mean that she can't do the job. And in a lot of cases, she could probably do it better, yeah. you know, and, but that works both ways though. Yeah. You know, as, as far as, you know, there, there are positions out there where, where, if you give a man a chance at it, maybe a man's better at it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it wrong. You right. know, I mean, like I said, there's women out there that are killing it in the professional field or, you know, killing it in the boardroom, you know, because they're ruthless or, or not even ruthless. It's just, they, they know their stuff. They're going and prepared and they are professional. Yeah. They're, you know, there, there's instances of that, you know, there's lawyers out there where, the a woman lawyer is phenomenal you know or there's judges out there where a female judge is phenomenal judge you know um, ruth bader ginsburg <laughs> judge judy kills yeah, her ruth too bader ginsburg, but... <laughs> you know was a pioneer in stuff like that you know and and god bless her she she was a a, a trailblazer in that you know um but then there's there's other things where you know you got to look at the broader picture um, and I, and I wanted to talk about this and just, you know, it, it's, it's the difference between the whole, uh, Hi, NBA, <laughs> NBA and the WNBA. Yeah. Pause. You know, Pause. did you guys get real quick? Did you guys get the memes that I sent to our little, our group text message? I just, yes, I want to get back to those, but I don't know if you could Tim or Jude, uh, I don't really know how to put it into words to explain if you're not seeing it. So mm -hmm. But go ahead. I just wanted to get that out before I forgot about it. Jamie's going to bed. I love you, Jamie. Okay. Good night. Uh, let me see here. Nope. Don't want to do that. Go here. Okay. No, no, Let's no, no. see the memes. Okay. Uh, before, I kind of wanted to, you to be able to wrap your head around it so you knew what I was talking about. Yes. Okay. Okay. So why don't we put that? Can we put that up on our our page? I don't know how. <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean let's on the... put that up on the page and let people see it that way. Okay. Yep, I'll take care of that. Um. But yeah, okay. So we'll put that up on a page. Sorry to interrupt um, you. I, I want no, to no, no. Your... You're good. You're good. Oh, um. Son of a. <laughs> you mother. <laughs> uh, so it's with the WNBA and the NBA. Okay. I'm going to try and talk about this without pissing a lot of women off. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a trap. Um, you have to look at it as far as there's a lot of other things that you need to look at when, when comparing the two. The NBA has been around for ever, really long time. So they're established, number one. 
Number two, you have to look at it more than sports. It's a business. Any sport nowadays, it's a business before it's it has, a sport. Now, unless it's college, it has nothing to do with that athletic. Even college, college anymore. It's really? a business. They're making money off of it, man. You don't think Penn State's making a shit ton of money off of the football game that's going to be there on Saturday? True. They're selling $12 beers. Like, <laughs> you know, so they're they're everybody's in it to make money. Okay. And the amount of money that you have coming in can more not more t- times than not make the difference on how much money you can pay your team then. So the Chicago Bulls, or let's let's go further. The LA Lakers probably make just that one team more money than the entire WNBA combined. Anybody want to take a guess why? Because they sell a lot of shit. They got a lot of fans. They got a lot of sponsors. You got to look at viewership, sponsors, um, revenue coming in, um, advertising. Selling the LA Lakers have eyes on them money yeah they have eyes on them you know and then you add the second or third best nba player in the world or ever i'm sorry michael jordan's number one he's the goat hands down there is no there there is no argument if you want to argue with 100 by all means agree <laughs> send me send me a message i will destroy yeah send me a message I'll debate that all day and I will destroy you as to why Michael Jordan is better than LeBron. I put Kobe. I put Kobe at number two. Yeah. All right. I put Kobe at number two. And then I put LeBron. Mm -hmm. I I am a firm believer that Steph Curry, if he stays healthy, will pass LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Sorry. You know, I, I do. Steph Curry is a phenomenal basketball player. Anyway, but if you look at it, you have LeBron James on that team. You have AD, Anthony Davis on that team. Two of the top 10 players, I would say, um, in the NBA today. Can you name me, anybody, name me five WNBA players. can't name you one sue bird sue bird candace parker <laughs> there's a couple out there that i can i know but i cannot remember their names off the top of my head but right right yeah. but name me five nba players no yeah i can yeah i can do that <laughs> see what i mean it, it, it's it's and that's not that's not me trying to be ignorant it, it's just that you got to look at it as the notoriety the the and the popularity of the different sports WNBA yeah. and NBA totally different. Did I say it was fair? No, mm-hmm. I did not say it was fair. I'm saying that this is the reason why, though. Yeah, are there not people making money off the WNBA? There absolutely are. They're making money, but I I saw someplace somebody had posted on Facebook that one player in the nba i forget who it was it was either james harden or it was the 
guy from the Bucks with a really long name that I really can't pronounce. Akatum, Akatum Tupo. Yeah, that guy. Um, that the his, Greek freak. <laughs> the Greek freak, yeah. That his salary is more than everybody's salary in the WNBA combined. One player makes more mm-hmm. than the entire WNBA roster combined. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. There's that's not crazy. as much in the WNBA. And that, again, that's not meant to be, I'm not being a dick, but there isn't. Right. You got to look at it this way. How many teams are in the WNBA and how many teams are in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a big difference in, in the cities that play in the sport. Um, but, you know, my issue is a little bit with that is it's that the NBA just recently started doing this and the WNBA had been doing this for a while, which international teams do it all the time. They put sponsors on their jerseys and put names of sponsors and you know, they're getting money for that. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways that revenue comes in for these teams. I think that I agree with you a hundred percent saying it's not fair. And I also agree in the fact that, uh, you know, the draw is different. They're not bringing in the same numbers that an M- NBA team is bringing in. Um, not even a quarter. Right. So like, like as far as like viewership for mm-hmm. games, they're not even bringing in a quarter of the viewership or revenue that right. the NBA does. Now there are some pretty big names. Like I don't off the top of my head. I'm not sure. Let me, let me put the Google in, but like, the top paid WNBA player who who do we think that might be NBA WNBA WNBA mm-hmm. who uh for 2002 this this is going to and this is oh, <laughs> I don't know I couldn't tell you so I was Brianna, like Candace Parker Brianna Stewart from Seattle okay. Storm at $228,094 for 2002 or 22 it was the highest paid highest paid <laughs> now there's there's one diana tarasi that was the one i couldn't remember Diana uh, Taurasi, she was from penn state i think mm, i want to say she played for connecticut mm. but uh jewel lloyd those three players all are the same thing Two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars and dollars and ninety-two hundred twenty-eight thousand nine hundred ninety-four dollars. My God, I can't say numbers, but there's Let's not say two hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, there's not even, but there's not even anybody making two thirty. Like they're a couple, they're a grand or two off, you know. Right. So it's like, right. think about that. Now, highest paid NBA player. Let me just take away the W. In two thousand two. Yeah. Top paid NBA player, 2022. Uh, God, why is it so hard to find a list of things sometimes? I just ran into that problem the other day. Like you think that would be like boom, right away? Yeah, you because it came up with the WNBA like pretty quickly, but then this one's like no. Oh, here we go. I just just. Just for the year. I think it's Harden. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Okay. <laughs> 48 million 
700 or 70 well, yeah 48 million we'll just say 48 million because right. I'm, tired, I'm tired of reading numbers but 48 million dollars westbrook's next at 47 lebron's at 44 durant's at 44 they are making head over tails more than these these ladies are yeah yeah and they're playing the same exact sport same exact sport same and exact sport they I are think... drama queens when they play where the women right. play hard every time yep yep but you have to again look at the bigger picture i get it i completely you know, get it how much like pick any wnba team and look at how much revenue they had coming mm-hmm. in 2022 Good luck getting Lakers tickets. Good luck getting Warriors tickets. Good luck getting Nets tickets. You know, because I can walk into a WNBA game and sit down on my ass and watch the game. Probably. Got a question for you, sports folks. Speaking Mm -hmm. of basketball, uh, don't you think it's time Pittsburgh traded in that shitty baseball team and got a basketball team instead and tried their hand at that? Like, that's, I feel like after a while, what do we just cut our losses with the Pirates or (laughs) maybe we're telling you now? If the Pirates, if the Pirates were not in Pittsburgh for all these years, they more than likely would go to a devilish city. They suck. Because they, they of almost the, did. Yeah. But be, before they built PNC. Mm-hmm. Um, because whenever they they tore down three rivers, they were not going to build a baseball field. No, they were they, they were actually talking about building near Washington PA. Yeah. Yeah kind of goes against the whole you know city of champions thing really like mm-hmm. hey we got football boom nailed it hockey nailed it we don't talk so much about that baseball thing <laughs> yeah yeah if it was any other team that didn't have the rich history that the pirates have in pittsburgh that have that'd been gone that have been gone mm-hmm. but why is there, why is there no nba team for for the pittsburgh area you know like it's basketball's never been a real big draw in pittsburgh they actually nope. tried they had a semi-pro team uh, back in like the 70s or something yeah yep um, it bombed. every once in a while cleveland will come play in pittsburgh um and it doesn't usually do very well <laughs> they doesn't support like pit basketball but like i don't yeah. know I don't, I don't think it would do as well but but yeah you gotta you gotta look at the revenue though for these different cities and the money that they're bringing in i can't pay a candace parker 48 million dollars if i only have 20 million dollars coming in yes but you know, and I, so I don't know. Like, I, I don't know the numbers, obviously. Like, I, I, you know, I guess I would have to do more research to see what the breakdown is. But you're telling me that it's okay for someone, to, a woman to get paid $228,000 compared to a $48 million contract for one year. So Darren, and that's one person. <laughs> Darren just put in here the WNBA paid out $60 million last year, but only brought in $40 million. Like that's crazy, yeah. They didn't even bring in as much as the top NBA players making. So again, if you don't have the money coming in, you can't pay these players. Do I think it's fair? No, I do not. But you got to look at the bigger picture. These companies and these teams are here to make money. Hand, hand number one thing that any business, anybody in business, your number one, number one. Is you're there to make money mm-hmm. before anything else you're there to make money yeah you know 
nobody nobody gets into business going, man, I'm, I hope I lose this year. Right. Oh, no, nobody does that. You know, they're, they're, they're there to make money. So if the money's not coming in, can't take the money out. Right. You know, and, and do I think what they're getting paid is fair? It, it's not. It's not um, fair. Well, we're not, you got to talk about more than just being fair, though. Okay. So let's let's shift a little I feel like because we're talking more about equity than we are equality in that particular example. Like, right, know. right, right. Let's let's shift though. Let's think about let's move from a pro sport that is for money making <laughs> to mm-hmm. a pro sport that is to play for the glory of the United States of America. You you have the men's soccer team compared to the women's soccer team. Again, got to look at revenue. They're bringing uh, in money. Yes, but they're not bringing in cups of any kind. Like we're not celebrating a World Cup or, or anything really. And they're they're doing they're basically the pirates of the soccer world. <laughs> and then you have they're the women's still... team who is just dominating sometimes. And right, and the women's there. team is more well known mm-hmm. than the men's team. But it all comes down to revenue. I feel like that's the maybe men's team. More women the men's team is making more money than the women's team, even though you hear more about the women's team than you do the men's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely see more of the the women's players in in advertising and things like that. I think Christian Pulsic is the only men man men's soccer player I can think of as a younger guy. That's the only one I can think of, yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, I've seen him in a couple of things, and I think it was for FIFA 2022 or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it, like so yeah. that, like I under, I understand that portion of it, but you're also talking about a team that consistently travels to the different countries, like like the U.S. team doesn't just play in the U.S. You know, they play all over the world. So, mm-hmm. I, and a lot of times their money that they make is sometimes awarded to them depending on how far they go in a in a in a tournament or you know if they they win a championship and i feel like the funding is different when it comes to that and i think a lot of it does break down to what jude what you were saying is you know the popularity the you know are they having the same draw uh that kind of stuff where you know clearly in the women's soccer world they are bar none better than the men's now you know if they put them against each other who knows what that looks like but you know we're talking to me so do the men get more funding than the women is what you're saying yes. oh yes <laughs> yeah. well, see, i know nothing about see i'm a firm i'm a firm believer that sports should be a performance based pay mm, i agree hands down you take a percentage of the revenue that comes in and you get paid based on performance. Like if you're if you're Mitchell Trubisky and you go out against the Bengals and you throw for four or five touchdowns, guess what? You're gonna get a hell of a paycheck next week. Mm-hmm. Now let's say you go into Cleveland and you throw three interceptions and one touchdown, you don't make as much that week as you do for a great performance. That's the way it should be. These guys are getting this huge contracts and this huge money because you're bringing in money for the team. Okay. 
you get royalties off of any type of stuff that you do like that. Your jerseys that you sell, any of your likeness that you sell, you negotiate that in your contract and you get a percentage of those sales. That's separate. Your pay that you get for your performance, your job performance, that should be what your, your salary is based off of. You play phenomenal all year. I'm going to give you a bonus at the end of the year that equates into what your performance was. So if you have great performance throughout the year, you're going to get a hell of a bonus at the end of the year. Yeah, That's the way it should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be LeBron James makes $44 million for laying on the floor and screaming like a little girl because he got bumped. He's making the same amount of money whether he puts up 50 points today or if he puts up five points today. He's making the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Because the name LeBron James is making them money, period. Right. Right. And and very rarely does he make only five points a game. But, you know, right. I mean, but, uh, you know, I completely understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, you know, obviously these owners are getting money from things and different right. leagues have different, you know, uh, revenue sharing kind of deals that are, are built in. That's why, you know, the pirates sometimes every once in a great while we'll spend a little bit more, not much, but a little bit more. Yeah. Player. Not, not much. You I'm know, telling you now. Cause they get that, cuts. That O'Neill those... Cruz kid won't be there next year. No. Well, he might not be there probably the year after. I think they'll give him another year to strike out a bunch of times and then they'll hopefully he'll get better at that, but they'll ship him out. Yeah. Yep. He'll be a Yankee. Yeah. And, and that, that brings it to the point of the Yankees make more money because of they're the Yankees and revenue sharing, and then they share it off with those smaller teams and they do nothing with it sometimes. But, you right. know, I, I don't know what my point was exactly with that, but you know, I, I think, I think that we're, we're on the same page with that. I think that it's, um, we, we know that there's a clear difference and we know that there is reason for it when we're talking about a draw from a different sports league or players or whatever. I was curious and I was looking up like the highest paid uh, women's soccer player, which is um, Carly Lloyd who makes uh, three or $4 million or something a year or something like something. We'll just round it up around $4 million a year. And then the highest paid men's players, Lionel Messi, who makes 90 million a year um, plus $34 million in, in uh, endorsements. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's a name. If I right. say Carly Lloyd, you're probably like, who's that? Who? But I say right. Lionel Messi. And you're like, Oh, I know that dude. Uh, that, that sounds yeah. very familiar. Yeah. I you played know? him on FIFA. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Um, and I, it, I guess it's an unfortunate thing, I guess, you know, obviously those, those kinds of businesses need us as fans to pay just as much attention to those teams and those players as we do, um, you know, that maybe the men's leagues, um, you know, I was trying to think of a women's league of any Why kind. Why are we separating gender and soccer of all sports? And we talked about that in separation of gender and sports before on another episode, but why, why can't they play together in the same league? And then everybody's making more money. You know, that's. I'm going to say this and it's going to get me probably crucified, (laughs) (laughs) but it's. All right, everybody, there you have it. Equality and all the things part one from your buddies at the Beards and Bros podcast. So, you know, 
in in real beards and bros fashion, we we get off track on a couple things, and I'm not a hundred percent sure that we were super effective in some of the the points that we were trying to make. But I think you get the gist of it. You know, we're we're starting this episode to just really kind of dive in. Um, we kind of go back and forth on a couple of things, and you know, we talk about equality when it comes to. Uh, to women and to um, a little bit into minorities and and things like that. Um, We get into that a little more deep in the next episode, Uh, but I kind of left it off as a a little bit of a cliffhanger there where, you know, Joe brings up a good question about why is there a difference? Why can't, uh, you know, why can't in soccer women and men compete in in the same league uh, on the same teams and then you know Jude and I, I, I chime in a little bit kind of ex- explain a little bit of why um, you know and and to be honest with you hey it, you know I'm not against it it's just kind of the rules and the way they work out and, and things like that so you you know you'll find out a little bit more in episode 2 where we kind of land on that um, but uh, up until the, that point you know we 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 talk a good bit about a lot of different things and hopefully we're starting to kind of get our point through to you. And, um, you know, we always encourage you to reach out, let us know how you're feeling about something, especially if we say something that maybe, um, you feel differently about, uh, or even if you agree, that's fine too. You can always let us know. So go to the Facebook page, beards and bros podcast, uh, at, on Facebook, and then you can actually comment on the, the, um, the episode you can comment on the live that we had. And we still see those when you, when you make comments, um, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, you could always do that. It's, it's long when it's about two and a half hours. So, uh, plan some time. Um, the podcast on here only about a little over an hour or so. Um, because we, again, it was a long one and I didn't want to break it up into three, uh, cause we didn't go quite that long. So we, we stuck with just the two episodes, but, um, I really wanted to cover this subject for a while. I think that ultimately you'll see it once you get to episode two, um, that, uh, how we wrap things up and what we feel. And, uh, I've apparently created a new catchy, um, term or new catchphrase, uh, <laughs> or something that we could put on t-shirts. So, um, if you, if you like it, let me know, uh, but it's out there. So, um, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, you know, in the beginning of the next one of what I said, because I can't remember if I said it in this episode or if I said it in the next one, but, uh, uh, I think it, um, it truly is how I feel. So, um, Thanks again to Jude and Joe. On behalf of them, we just want to say thank you for listening. Remember, you can catch us on all the places that you listen to your favorite podcast, iHeartRadio, all that kind of stuff. Please share. Share these episodes. Share you know, the, the podcast. Share the Facebook stuff. Comment. We, we would love more interaction. Come up with some ideas. Let us know what you think. Um, we'll have you on if you want to be a part of it, or we'll just talk about it and give our, you know, our, our points of view on it. Because, uh, you know, it's always nice to hear from you guys on what you want, to, want us to talk about. So uh, thanks again. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll catch you next week for part two of the Equality in All Things. We hope you enjoyed this one, part one of Equality in All the Things. See ya.